African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you so much uh, for joining me for another incredible uh, session here of the African Father in America podcast. I am in Seattle, Washington, and uh, I am really, really excited to be here with uh, an amazing friend and, uh, you know, mentor and co you know, collaborator, someone I look up to, but someone who is also, you know, uh, moving the needle, especially when it comes to African music, um, and when it comes to Afrobeat, when it comes to the the Grammy Academy, and really when it comes to, uh, you know, people that are helping push Africa to the next level musically. Freddie, do you want to say hello to our viewers and our listeners for today's conversation? Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Simon, for bringing me on. We've been planning this for quite a while. And thank you for waking me up this early. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Excellent. Yes, yes, man. Uh, this has been a long time coming. And uh, I also appreciate you deeply for taking the time uh, to join us today. For those who are meeting Freddie for the first time, Freddie is an international multi-genre producer, uh, award-winning producer, you know, music producer, DJ, and also the global chair of the Grammy Academy, originally from Cameroon. Freddie and I connected uh, during Africa Day in 2020. And since then, you know, we've collaborated on Madaraka Festival that we will talk a little bit about. Uh, and we continue to collaborate on multiple projects since then. Uh, but for now, I want us to take a quick journey, a quick virtual journey to Liberia, where our proverb for today comes from. And the proverb from Liberia is from the Jabu tribe in Liberia. And it says that children are the wisdom of the nation. Children are the wisdom of the nation. I want you to share in the comment what this proverb means to you uh, so that we can also learn a little bit from you. Uh, but I have a couple of uh, nuggets of wisdom that are in alignment with this proverb. This Jabo proverb speaks a lot uh, about the immense potential that uh, children have to the growth of our countries, our communities, our nation. The more we educate our children, the better our communities are. So these are the three nuggets of wisdom that we picked uh, in relation to this proverb. Number one, empower children with knowledge. You know, the more you know, the more you have the responsibility to pass that knowledge to your children. Uh, number two, foster meaningful connections. You know, uh, many of us don't take time to really build intentional connections with our children. Uh, and uh, also children from the village, you know. Uh, growing up in Kenya, you know, um, connecting with children was beyond your own children, you know. Uh, you had to connect with other children in the community and also pass on the knowledge uh, that you had to them. And then number three, invest in education systems, you know. Uh, here in America, where I live, I have, you know, three, three of my daughters living here with me, and we deeply appreciate the American education system, but I still use these proverbs every day. You know, after this show, I'll be discussing this proverb with my daughters, and that is also instilling African education system in them. So, you know, you have your own family education system, 
there's a lot that we can pass on to our children in form of our own education system. So uh, those are the three nuggets that I wanted to share. But I want to now invite my brother, Freddy Mooks, uh, who is my special guest today. And for those who are meeting Freddy for the first time, I see that quite a number of you, my brothers and sisters, are joining us on Clubhouse and also on YouTube. We are multi-streaming today. And I really, really appreciate you all for being here with us. Freddy, as I said earlier, has performed with some of the who is who in the African music scene uh, and also in the global African diaspora scene, whether, whether it's Banner Boy, whether it's Afrobi, whether it's Fatima Altieri, whether it's, uh, you know, Dibanj, uh, Freddy has worked with them. And also if you look at the Grammy community, Freddy has a lot of influence and continues to do groundbreaking work uh, to bring Africa to the forefront of uh, even some of the awards you're seeing African artists winning uh, in the in the last few years. Uh, Freddy has been very, very influential in making those happen. But for now, Freddy, we want to take you back home. We want to take you to Liberia so that you talk about this proverb for a moment. You know, when we sent you this proverb uh, that says children are the wisdom of the nation, what is it that came to your mind? Uh, I think the first thing that came to my mind is is, is my uh, my. It's actually a conversation that I had like quite quite recently um, about my nieces and nephews of how smart they are and are they smarter than us? Like like my four year old nephew write and say something that I would look at like I don't know if I could say this I could say this when I was four. So. Um, 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 in alignment to that, um, because children, we always have the, 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 the newest of knowledge, which the future depends on. I think children are, are the future. So, so, so the, um, the latest trends will be known by children before, before the older generation. So, so, um, we'll always depend on them for what's coming up next. Yeah, that's beautiful. I agree. I agree. Whether it's new dance moves, you know, it's always the children that are actually taking the risk, you know, to to dance what they saw on TV in public, you know, before the adults can actually begin vibing to it and begin relating to it. Uh, I love that. Um, now, to all our audience members who are on uh, Clubhouse, I just want to thank you for joining us. I see Brother Rushi and Kay. And I also see Duchess Meadows and Taban and, of course, Steve and Cubs and Stella, uh, Annie. All of you are really, really deeply appreciated. And also on YouTube, I see quite a few of you have joined us. Take a minute and uh, subscribe to the channel and also give this video a thumbs up so that when we are live again tomorrow, you can catch the show. Now, um, you know, one of the things I love asking my guests, uh, Freddie, is... Uh, to take us even a little back further to your own story. For example, you know, um, it, you are not born at the Grammys. You are not born as a DJ producer. You you did some work and there are stories and events that contributed to you getting to where you are today, you know. Uh, just a few days ago, you released a song with... Uh, Miku, a Grammy-nominated uh, Nigerian artist living here in the U.S., along with a, an incredible award-winning artist from Kenya, Victoria Kimani, 
and these are people that you have access to you know like uh, people have access to water uh, when we talk about harmonize when we talk about Eddie Kenzo, Dibanch, Bannerboy, you know a lot of artists respect you when they hear your name uh, they pay attention but this didn't begin suddenly you know uh, I think there's a story that began building this journey of yours to where it is today and a lot of the time I share my own story that when I was about eight years old my mother gave me a bicycle and uh, asked me to begin helping her distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood back in Kenya. And so since then I began learning how to be an entrepreneur, learning how to, uh, you know, work, connect with people and work together with people. And so I ask my guests this question so that we can actually know where your journey begins and where you begin to realize that I can actually be as big as I want. You know, I can do big things uh, and take big risks, you know. So take a moment and uh, take us through Freddie Mook's uh, story that really drives who you are today. Um, uh, I grew up, um, I was born in Cameroon and we had the chance to live in several different nations. Um, my parents were extremely, extremely conservative. Uh, uh, I mean, the most African families you expected to be um, a doctor or an engineer or you know something fancy even if you don't like it but I was lucky my mom especially my um, both parents have passed away that's why I'm referring to them in in the past um, my mom encouraged us to to be the best of anything they want to be as long as, as we're not hurting anybody if you if you wanted to be um, in finance, an accountant, you could be that. And if you want to be in, but music was never something that was encouraged. But my older, my oldest brother, who who was also passed away, um, was a great, great musician, and he played with um, some of the greatest in the world. He he encouraged me to to follow that dream and and look for tools. Even as as young as I was, to uh, and to provide me ways of being able to practice and study music, and and the the love for music was was there from like a very young age. By six years old, I would literally steal his guitar. I didn't have any idea how to play, and hide and just strum on the strings and and just try to make some noises. And slowly, I'm, I started watching him then grow into now going going to school for uh, school for music and music production um uh, i think it was i'll say the journey was i won't say it was difficult because i always loved it i would do it for free i would hide to do it if i have to go through anything to to get to some music or to listen to some music or to find out what 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 sounds are those i'm hearing and stuff like that from from very young age so um it was more interesting than it was difficult. And so um, jumped to many years later, went ahead and finished all the expected African family expectations of going to engineering school and getting a degree in that and, and came to the US and um, got into a medical program. Still knew that that was not for me at all. and. Um, so I, 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 I decided to um, move away from things that uh, I just 
I couldn't I couldn't do anything else. And I, I, I knew clearly that nothing else would work except for the music. And so I went ahead and, and uh, completed school in in um, in sound engineering and, and audio management and finished my my masters. Then um, worked for CBS Radio for about six years. Um, took a break, um, traveled and came back and worked for Cumulus Communication um, radio stations. At that time, I, I was doing engineering for these for these stations, and I had room to be able to to produce, doing some imaging and doing some imaging and producing music for commercials and and, and other things for radio and TV. Then finally, um, started my own company and and um, started producing and writing my own stuff and creating collaborations and relationships with different artists. Since I do not sing, so um, every, most songs that you yeah, uh, produce will be sung by somebody else. And uh, um, I, do, I do most of the writing, I do most of the production for, for the collaborations, but I also do music for produce for other people and write for others too, for their own, for their own projects and stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, when uh, you talk about some of the work you do, some of the, and and also your journey in general, it's hard for people to actually relate to it until you actually share some of the examples of uh, the incredible artists that you've worked with. You know, uh, talk to us about some of the albums you've been making for you know the 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 pioneers of of Afrobeat like the band. You know. Um, yeah. Talk to us about some of those projects. Maybe the most uh, moving uh, project that you've worked on, because I know you've toured with Banner Boy as well. You know, um, talk to us about maybe one of the opportunities that you've recently worked on that uh, you feel that remind you of this moment uh, back in Cameroon where you had to hide with your brother's guitar in order for you to to play it. But also talk to us about maybe a couple of uh, you know moments where you felt like this is not worth it. Maybe I I should have focused on medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 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 uh, I've had the opportunity to work with quite a set of quite very interesting people, and maybe maybe in writing capabilities or production or or or. Or um, curating even even music for um, for, for their own projects and um, uh, I think one I, I just did um, we did a song with um, with Debanch that produced the uh, cover me song um, I just did that I have um, um, Goya Meno the, the, my the, the guy that sing you want to bamba we just did a, a song with him that I, I produced that um, that will be coming out pretty soon. Um, Victoria, Victoria, Kiman, I would say one of the most most uh, interesting that I could remember that is of recent is um, Victoria. Um, the song I did with Victoria and and and, and Miku. That song we, we it took us uh, about two years to have it completed. We started the music here in the U.S. Victoria traveled to Kenya, then got um, got stuck with the pandemic. Then came back in the middle of the pandemic to the U.S. At that time, I don't think Miku uh, was not on the song yet, because we're in the pandemic and we're also working on on our 
our OFU album and project, which is another, I'll, I'll, I'll speak about that. We were working on that too at the same time. So we had this back and forth of trying to steal time to complete the song. But so it, it, gave us, it gave us the time to, to make it as fun as possible and stuff. Um, There'll be some, of course, some people that I've worked with that um, I can, uh, uh, for personal reasons, I will not, I will not mention. You, you've mentioned, you've mentioned some of them, and also for because of my work and and um, because of my work, um, I can only speak. I'm not speaking in my capacity as a board chair for the Grammys, so so I'll be limited to in speaking too much about that, especially where the Grammys is in front of us in a few days. Yeah, so. Um, I think one of the most uh, interesting. I love music so much that every time I am I'm in the studio, it's it's always enjoyable. But I've had I've had crazy situations. I had um, um, Lil Flip from 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 Houston. I think working with him was one of one of the, the, the one of the funnest uh, one of the funnest um, memories that I had in recording. We actually recorded his first in uh, in one of his, in one of the songs that I, I produced for him, and we we're about to leave the studio. And he said that there's something that there's something that's missing. That I need to add something in the song. I said, "Bro, I don't understand something. Is when you say something in music, it got to be like this. What exactly is is the problem?" He said, for some reason, he wants to record the verse on his phone instead, on a voice note instead of in the studio. I said, why? He said, I, I just, he just feels that sound as a sound that he's hearing, that he like, he wants it to sound like, I said, we have tons of plugins that can do that. He said, no, he said, I want to sit in my car, crack the window a little bit. I recorded on a voice note and that's what we're going to use. And, and, <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, we, we, uh, I could not understand at the time, but what I learned from is that you can get to a certain place in music where where you could make such decisions that are, are ridiculous and and that sounds ridiculous, but um, um ends up being 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 a good idea that in the beginning like very it didn't make any sense at all. We have a million dollar studio and you say you want to record this on your phone and as a voice note and yeah so um yeah it, there's just Making music and being in the studio is, is is always just so much fun. Like like I can't I can I, I can I don't even know which one which one to pick or which one not to pick. Yeah, I love that. I love that especially because I've been in the studio with you as well. And uh, I want us to talk about that moment a little, but also yeah. go back to the entire Madaraka festival, organizing and planning because a lot of the people who listen to the podcast are also. Uh, people who supported Madaraka Festival and people who love uh, the work that we did together with last year's Madaraka Festival that had over 7,000 people in a period of two days and over 18 million people are tuned in online uh, during the period of, uh, you know, the festival promotion and presentation. Uh, talk about it. Talk about, you know, uh, how how the experience of working together around Madaraka Festival was, uh, and also 
that moment in the studio after everybody had left i think everybody had left at that moment it was just the two of yeah. us and uh, uh, and you know a few people who are deeply involved with uh, helping make the event happen yeah uh, um uh, i think the madaraka festival was um, was an amazing experience it it it, it was from um, me getting getting involved um at, at, at in in some preparation stages i know you guys you guys have been working all year on all year on it and we balancing ideas and i think simon is one of the only people that could call me at three o'clock in the morning and starts talking like it's it's 1 p.m in the afternoon and we just we just go, go straight, straight just go straight into the conversation uh um, um yeah it, it, it was an amazing experience that's I think that's why we we are here now, and we're, we're looking forward to um, um, to to this year's Madaraka. And um, um, since I was coming, I was coming to town. I think I, I was coming with with like fourteen people from Debanji's band and 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 Ofu and and, and the other people. Um, um, I, I learned that the, the team that was in place. I've not seen any more dedicated people. Um, um, lavender stephanie and everybody else that was on on the team that and wow it, it, it was a lot of work and um I, i'm still i'm still i'm still shocked that we're able to uh we're able to pull it we, we did so many wheels that, that were moving and um we every everybody enjoyed and enjoyed enjoyed their time their, their time there and uh we um we had the opportunity to get in the studio at the W Hotel in in Seattle. I remember that night, and uh, I think we were, we were expecting um Cole. Anthony was was supposed to join us at the time. Couldn't work out for the first night because we had we had some other guests or some other radio TV stuff that we had to do. Then um everybody had left already. I think it was it, was it before um KEXP or. Or was it after? It was the day after because, uh, yeah, it was the day after. So the debunch yeah. left that morning, and you are staying yeah. an additional night. So that's how we were able to, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how we were able to uh, get get into the studio and uh, begin a project that soon we'll be able to start talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't say much right now. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so um, yeah, we had the chance. Um, I think I'll, I'll 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 have to thank um thank the W Hotel for also hosting us during that period and um and the, the beautiful sound suite and 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 giving us the opportunity to 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 actually create there um it really is a great it was a great experience I mean I'm I'm more excited for for what is um is it, it it's actually coming from 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 what we we build we're building there and how 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 it's going to continue the, the the other things that we're actually going to be doing we're actually going to be doing from that so so yes um uh, madaraka was a lot of fun and we look forward to to this year and change of concept i don't know if, if you 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 talk we'll talk about that and the amazing amazing people that are, are coming in again this year too to be part of this amazing event yeah yeah by, by the end of january we will start talking more about how this year's Madaraka festival is going to look like, but it's happening and it's happening uh, in May, you know, it's happening earlier than it has ever happened before. So just stay tuned uh, and 
Freddy, I want to continue just with one more question before we come to our friends who are listening in and watching. If you're joining the show for the first time, take a minute and subscribe to the channel. Uh, and also give this video a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. In the description, we have a lot of resources for you. Many of you have always asked, how are you producing this show? What apps are you using? What programs are you using? And we are at a place where this uh, podcast is a five-star rated podcast on Apple. Uh, and a lot of the tools that we are using, we've begun partnering with these companies. And so uh, we have opportunities for you to also create your own podcast or use the resources that we use to do something or share with someone that you think needs to benefit from them. So look down in the description for this video, especially if you're on YouTube. If you're on Clubhouse, we are about to give you a chance to interact directly with the chair of the Global Grammy Academy, but also an award-winning DJ producer originally from Cameroon. And we actually met on Clubhouse the very, very first time. Uh, I yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we are here again uh, on Clubhouse and YouTube, uh, and it's Africa Day that brought us together. But I want to talk to you about your dream, Freddie, because based on the kind of things that you're doing, uh, and uh, you've raised millions of dollars for non-profit organizations and courses that you believe in, uh, I want to know about your dream. You know, what are you dreaming about? Like, uh, what is it that is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Uh, when now Freddie is, uh, you know, is filled with gray air and Freddie uh, cannot do all the traveling that you do. Um, wh what would you like to see behind that would make you smile when you can't move this fast anymore? Now, I think what I would like to see is, is, is a generation and a generation of myself um, that I have um, impacted and that is very extremely important for me to, uh, to 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 impact young people. I'm always on the, on a call, on a text, on a, on responding to a message to a kid somewhere in Africa, or, or um, that that thinks that I have something for them that I could empower or, or encourage them somehow. And um, that's that's the guess. I want to remember that is that person that took your call and. We're able to we're able to we're, we're able to share. Um, one of the things that um, the dream that I that, that I have right now is uh, we have um, uh, a music academy in Cameroon, Lion Academy that I am I am heavily invested in, and and we want we're looking into taking that concept in different African countries where we have the the kids that are very talented that do not have an opportunity for free. To be able to come into this 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 establishment and 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 um and be able to learn an instrument, uh, be able to um have the opportunities to record in in in, in with, with, with with actual music music engineers and music producers and great writers and and also management classes and we've been very lucky to have like some of the best people in, in the in the industry to be involved in. In teaching these classes, I'll have some of my friends here that I will actually call in into into some classes. So the concept they have the, the first um the, um the first group of the students have their graduation um event on the third actually um that's um Friday I think Friday yes. So um I'm very excited. Those are the, those are the things that I want to plant as many. I want to plant as many of those around Africa and around the world and. Um, 
So when we're not here tomorrow, we cannot move anymore. We can look back at what this music has given us and how we've used it. I don't like to use the word give back always because uh, I learned how to speak English, like actual learning. I wasn't born to speak French was my first language. So um, giving back means I took something and I'm handing it back. So I, I, I love the idea of, of giving and, 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 and blessing people, yes. I love that. I love that. So, Freddie, I would love for you to take a few notes, maybe mental notes, as we hear from our brothers and sisters who are joining us for the show today. Uh, we have, you know, quite a few brothers and sisters on YouTube and on Clubhouse. Uh, right. So those who are on Clubhouse are going to have a chance to speak. We'll start with our moderators. Uh, Lavender is here. Uh, just quickly share your thoughts on the conversation with Freddie Mooks. Uh, and also your thoughts on today's proverb from the Jabo tribe in uh, Liberia that says children are the wisdom of the nation. Uh, just take a minute. Uh, and then, Freddie, after this, we are going to bring you back so that you can reflect on what everyone is saying and also so that you can tell us how can we stay connected with you. Uh, I really want you to talk a little bit more about Friends, you know, your latest uh, music and visual project. I feel like you touched on it, but I really want people to really vibe with it because I watched it and I really, really love it. Uh, so, Lavender, let's hear from you uh, for a second here and then go down the, the list to Steven and everybody else. Hi, Simon. Hi, everyone. Um, Freddie is nice to listen to you and hear your story. I liked the last thing you said um, regarding giving and that one special thing that I've learned today and I'm continuing to listen and uh, get more gems from you. Um, about today's conversation, you're an inspiration to myself and I know a lot of young people look up to you. One thing, ah, I think I've used a lot of one thing, <laughs> but um, something special about Freddie or how I know Freddie is, Freddie is a man of his word. When he says he's doing something, he'll follow through. And I like that a lot about you, Freddie. Thank you. About today's proverb, children are the wisdom of the nation. The proverb speaks for itself and there's not much I can say. And um, the gems or... Uh, what do Simon call them? Uh, uh, the, the three nuggets of wisdom? Yes, the three nuggets of wisdom Simon shares um, when he starts the room. Uh, my favorite one was the first one when he talked about children having so much knowledge and perspective. Mm -hmm. It... Um, demands us not even requires it demands us to pay attention thank you so much simon 
Uh, you're most welcome. Thank you, Lavender. Let's go to Stephen. Just share with us, uh, you know, where you're joining us from, what your thoughts are in regards to this conversation with Freddy, and uh, and what your thoughts are in regards to the proverb. Freddy, we should also talk about, well, Freddy is not just a man of his words, but a man of his actions. Sometimes your actions speak before your words, and you, you surprised us sometime back in Seattle, and I want us to talk about that beautiful yeah. moment. <laughs> Anyway, Steve, share with us your thoughts where you're joining us from as well. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for having me, Simon. Hello, everyone. I'm Steven, joining from Kisumu, Kenya. And uh, I must say that uh, I'm very uh, impressed and uh, motivated with uh, the many good things that Freddie is doing. When I hear somebody being in love with music and uh, doing what he loves with all that passion drives me to keep doing what I'm doing even more because uh, that is what I'm doing with the youths we are working with in Kisumu. Uh, on today's proverb, I would say that uh, uh, children uh, are the leaders of tomorrow. And uh, borrowing from Simon's nugget, empower children with knowledge. If uh, we lay good foundation for our children today and we instill the discipline that we need in them, then we wouldn't be worried of tomorrow. Uh, besides laying and instilling good uh, foundation in them today, we as uh, parents and leaders, the current leaders, we are also uh, tasked to question ourselves that uh, what system do we want our children to inherit from us? If we hand over a rotten system to them, then they will be inheriting uh, the system and the, the bad foundation that we will be uh, leading today. So uh, if we expect good of them tomorrow and uh, we expect their uh, wisdom to say further, then that must start today. Thank you for having me, Simon. Excellent. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I appreciate you. Let's go on to Stella. I hope Stella's uh, phone is going to work today. The last few times Stella's joined us, uh, she has had challenges. So, hey, Stella, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your perspectives on this conversation and the proverb? Okay, I think what I said was correct. So <laughs> let's go to Cubs. <laughs> let's go to Cubs. Hey, Cubs. Uh, I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope you're having your cup of coffee as usual. Share with us your thoughts in regards to this conversation with Freddy and the proverb for today. Let us know where you're joining us from too. <laughs> sure. I'm joining from Missouri. No cup of coffee was a bit late. So I just jumped into this uh, conversation. Uh, but I'll get it afterwards. Um, thank you for the room. <clears throat> so for me, and I look at children are the wisdom of the nation, and I think about uh, the, the, the continent of Africa at the moment, the average age is 19.8 years. And I, I remember having this discussion. Um, this is a church in Nairobi in 2018, and we started to do some work in an informal settlement called Kawangware, and we'd go there weekly to meet the young the young people, and most of them, 80% um, of them wanted to be in sports um, or uh, wasani, or to be artists, you know, in the music um, 
area. So when I think about, you know, the power and capacity that people in the music industry, the ability to influence and change the younger generations, it is huge and it is untapped. Um, and so as I, as I think about the wisdom of the nation, um, being with children and, and young people, I think about how, you know, we start off innocent, open, we start off actually wise. But as we begin to experience the world and uh, find the evil of the world, people become closed, depressed, and all those other things. But you actually start off, all of us, very wise um, and, 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 and rich in kindness, let me say that word. Um, and then coming back, I know my mind is all over the place. I have some puppies here that are, I'm trying to walk away because they're a bit loud. I hope you can't hear them. Um, so kind of coming back to just the conversation we're having here, just the power of music and the power of music to transform. So it's really fascinating listening to you, um, Freddie, and it, it's you just are so humble as you sit here and speak and the accomplishments that you have done. It's it's uh, from starting from engineering and your whole journey up to where you are right now. And this is just even scratching the surface is even more in the in the horizon. Um, just grateful to be in this room and to sit at the feet of people here and learn. Thank you so much, Simon. Excellent. Thank you, Cubs. Thank you. I agree. Freddie is definitely humble and uh, he loves uh, doing great work. And, uh, you know, one day you will all be able to see some of his work. But before the end of the show, he will share with you his latest project so that you can actually go and watch it and support what he's doing. Let's hear from Chelsea. Chelsea, how are you? Where are you joining us from and uh, what are your thoughts in regards to the proverb and this wonderful conversation with Freddie Mooks? Um, hello, everyone. Um, Chelsea, I'm joining from Kisumu, Kenya. Um, though I joined a little late, I can't really say much, but uh, I'm glad to be here. And uh, my thoughts on today's proverb huh? Uh, personally, I love uh, watching uh, little children play, trying to learn something from them because uh, uh, little the kids, the children, they have a different perspective of the world than what we actually do. Like uh, their mindset works differently from the rest of us. And so if you give them like a task to do, you'll find them doing it, doing it in ways you never expected it to be done. And so like, we can always um, take like these lessons and uh, employ them in our day-to-day -day lives. And I think that is really beautiful uh, in its own kind of way. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much, uh, Chelsea, for being here and for the incredible work that you continue doing in Kisumu. Uh, William, how are you doing? William, uh, you know, has been a guest on the show a few times too, and uh, I deeply appreciate you for taking the time to join us today. Uh, share with us your thoughts in regards to the proverb and the conversation with Freddie Mooks. Oh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Um, it's um, I'm, I am making this a morning routine for myself and Aida here in Jacksonville, Florida at 9 o'clock. I know it's early where you are. Simon, but uh, we um, enjoy the conversation and just want to continue to support and be a part of this. Um, the, the proverb children are the wisdom of the nation is, is, is an interesting um, idea because as we know, children, as they grow and develop, 
they develop their ideas of their belonging in society and their contributions. And a lot of their wisdom does is influenced by their surroundings. So what they take from what people feed into them, they are going to apply um, in their future and in their lives. And interesting enough, one of the most influential things is music. So, you know, kids relate just about everything that they're doing, things that they want to do with their life around music. So um, gentlemen like Freddie and others, when they're creating, you know, inspirational music and positive music, they're inspiring and influencing generations um, and even generations to come because uh, with the technology we have now, it can be replayed, redistributed, shared around the world. So it's vitally important that the wisdom through the music and the arts is continuously shared with, you know, children. So that way they can be inspired and carry on and be a benefit to their community, to their nation, and also the continent of Africa. So this is a wonderful conversation. I'll hand the mic back. Thank you. Thank you, William. Uh, for those who haven't followed William or learned about his work, you should watch, you know, my two interviews with him. He's really, really a trendsetter when it comes to uh, STEAM. You know, he's a STEAM advocate. He's a, an educator and someone who is really taking what this proverb is saying and actually putting it into action by taking the knowledge he has gained here in America back to the continent, even though he has never been to the motherland, is really, really, uh, you know, inspiring. You know, thank you again for the work you're doing with the students in Uganda who joined us here for the show the last time I had you on. Uh, Brother Rushi, thank you for being here. It means a lot. Share with us your thoughts and a perspective on the conversation and the proverb for today. No worries. Salam. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been a very interesting and great conversation. You know, this proverb, when I read this proverb today, it really, it actually, I just had a conversation with a neighborhood friend literally two days ago. And this conversation really reminds me of the conversation I had with him. And uh, the proverb, children are the wisdom of the nation. Um, it, it made me think about him because my friend, he, he's a person who has been in a lot of trouble, I would say. Uh, if you look at his, if you look at his immediate circle of friends, he's the only person in his immediate circle of friends who did not go to jail for a long period of time, who didn't go to prison. And you know what? And what, when I ask, when he says the reason why he made different choices or what the reason why he was a little bit wiser, the only thing he can account it to was, was the fact that he had a daughter that changed his uh, lifestyle per se and made him make wiser choices. So I, I, I look at that part, I look at this proverb from that realm of children, there's a lot of wisdom in children. They create the wisdom within, a, within, within us because they tend to make us look at things through another lens. Um, so that's why I think about this proverb, and I, I, I would love to uh, uh, pray to answer, to touch on something that we also, me and my friend were also talking about, which is music. You know, I think, I think when I was listening to Freddie, he said something really interesting, how inspirational music is, how, how it can give so much. But also, music can give a lot, but I also feel it can take away a lot. And I say that to say, especially in America, uh, 
with with our hip hop music. You know, hip hop has so many subgenres. We have trap music, which is, you know, something that kind of originated in the South, which is where I'm from. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Then we have drill music, which is something in Chicago, which is such a violent form of expression, you know. And uh, just you know, now we have American artists like Cardi B. We have Glorilla, and a lot of this music is very, very. Uh, it's not very inspirational. I would say that. But one thing that changed me a lot is I used to listen to a lot of rap music. But when I when I first went to uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and I was able, and I was. Ex- and I was uh, exposed to different types of music, whether it was Ama Piano or whether it was Swahili music. Like right about now, one of my favorite artists is, is Mbosso. That's what I listen to every day. Even though I don't know what you're saying, it's just, I can feel, I can feel the music. And I, I want to ask uh, for you to answer that question. Is when he's working with some of these artists whose music is maybe not as inspirational, how does he, how does that make him feel? How does he, get through that or does he ever have a, a different type of uh, emotion when he's working on the artists and he may not may not agree with the message of the music. But uh, I thank you for the time, Simon, and I, I will stop there. Thanks. Thank you so much, Brother Rushi. Uh, Freddie, I'll remind you of this question. I think it's a great question. Let's go yeah. through bra- Brother Arth and uh, Kesiwa and Jay, and then you'll have the the opportunity to respond to that and also just reflect on some of the things that have been shared here by our brothers and sisters. Brother Arth, how are you? Where are you joining us from today? And what are your thoughts in regards to the proverb and the conversation with Freddie Mooks? Peace and love, family. It's Brother Earth coming from the North Carolina territory. Uh, greetings to the whole village, Simon. And uh, I, I kind of missed some of the conversation but I still got to give uh, much respect and honors to Freddie for all the uh, philanthropic work he's doing uh, to and fro. You know, that's much respect for that. And um, as far as the proverb, I agree a lot what the family said about uh, children are the wisdom of the nation. And, uh, you know, uh, the other week with one of the proverbs, like I said, it reminded me of the song with Whitney Houston talking about uh, the children are our future, uh, teach them well and let them lead the way. You know, um, for so long, well, a big part of my childhood, you know, I was taught that children are to be seen and not heard. And understanding that um, the children are the future leaders of tomorrow. And if they're not given a, a fair opportunity to partake give their input, it could cause them not to really care about things. And when you don't care or take your eyes off the prize, you know, uh, of course, the, you know, the nation is bound to be doomed. But uh, it's so important that we understand that keeping the children engaged, uh, p- uh, teaching and putting the right things in them, and uh, they'll be the future for fruition of what the nation is to be. And I parked my plane right there. Peace and love, family. This brother. Thank you, brother Arthur. I deeply appreciate you. Let's go to Kesiwa and then finally uh, Jay. Kesiwa, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your own perspectives on today's conversation and proverb? Absolutely. I'm doing good, Simon. Hello, Freddie. Hello, everybody in the house. Um, I decided to create a new profile 
only because I just like the idea of starting fresh with this app, you know, um, and not to mention, I, I got tired of all the Satoshi crypto, blah, blah. It was just too much, you know. Um, so I think I'm learning from the wisdom of kids. When they fall, they pick themselves back up and, and, and you know, just carry on. So um, I really appreciate you having your guests because I know all the clips that I've seen of Madaraka Festival, uh, it's almost like it's this energy, it's this experience. And just to know that children on the continent are blessed to be working with um, someone like Freddie um, and to learn at his uh, just tutelage, everything, I just think it's so wonderful. And it's, it's just a reminder of this uh, proverb that you know kids are flexible kids are sponges like you know they they're the ones that can sit long hours with let's say grandparents or great-grandparents and they learn so many things that maybe grandparents and great-grandparents wouldn't be able to tell the adults in the family you know so in that way i see how this uh children of the wisdom of the nation really rings true um, and this is uh, what comes to mind um, as we speak. Uh, this is when I'm speaking uh, from California. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kesiwa. Let's jump straight to Jay. Uh, and uh, I have an, a quick announcement after Jay that I want to make. Jay, share with us your thoughts, your perspectives on the proverb and uh, the conversation with Freddie uh, and also where you're joining us from. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Brother Simon, to everyone in the room today. I'm coming from Seattle, and I'm going to talk very, very quickly because I know time is of the essence. Um, I'm one of four Black women talking, and we actually have different events that we put on in a perspective and the wisdom of four African-American women that are seasoned and that have experience that are talking about situations and circumstances using common everyday language. Um, one of the things that came to mind about children is that they are so pure and innocent, sweet, loving, caring, giving. They don't care about who you are, what you look like, what your economic status is, what neighborhood you live in. They just want to play with another child. And that changes because of the world. Um, the biases, the prejudice, the corruption in the world will corrupt their hearts and corrupt their minds and thinking and behavior. And so the wisdom of children, unless you become a, as a child, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. The wisdom of children is you can go back to being kind and caring and giving and selfish. Their wisdom is what we often lose as we become adults 
and we're impacted by our environment. This is Jay and I'm finished speaking. Thank you so much. Oh, I was gonna say this real quick. So in the congregation where I attend, we now have our children going into the homes of our seniors and sitting at the seat of our seniors and those seniors breaking out their photo albums and learning about their lives. Thank you so much. Be well, everyone. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Uh, it reminds me of uh, growing up in Kenya where when I was growing up, we didn't have TV. And so what you gave guests was the album, the family album. And then children would be asked to actually walk the guests through the pictures in the album. And uh, what you're doing is just so fantastic. Now, just quickly before Freddie Mooks comes in to reflect on everything that you all said, I just wanted to share that Lavenda actually got um, a scholarship into a beautiful leadership program that she'll be attending for the next eight weeks. And I just wanted to let you all know uh, that you can send us some encouraging messages and congratulations directly in her DM. But also, I want to give you you know, maybe I'll give one or two people after Freddie speaks. Oh, Freddie, what can I do? Should I just give three people a moment? Because Lavenda has been very incredible in helping this uh, podcast grow, helping One Vibe uh, evolve, helping Madaraka Festival thrive. So I want to give people space to actually lift her up as she's going on this journey today. She's literally leaving for eight weeks uh, wow. and she's going to be leaving with other members of a cohort on Woodby Island here in Washington state. And I just feel that it's really a, a beautiful uh, and well-deserved uh, opportunity. So, uh, Freddie, you take it away. I, I want to say, first of all, congratulations, um, Lavender. I, I, had a, I had a chance to, to work and be around, be around Lavender during, during Madaraka uh, for hours. And I used to ask her like three times, do you ever go to sleep? And um, so when, when when good things are coming for her, it makes it makes it makes me happy. So congratulations, Lavenda, and we we'll look forward to the to the amazing result on the ninth week when you get back. Maybe this time you you get some sleep. <laughs> you you will not have to work too much. But um, 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 I'm truly very proud of everything that 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 you 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 have helped build through Madaraka and, and with Simon and, and seeing you going even further makes makes me really happy. Congratulations. I think Freddie you covered it all. So now just reflect on first of all answer uh, brother Rushi's question in regards yeah. to how how you move artists from uh, I, I think from from the dark to the light. <laughs> yeah um, um be, being a musician myself when I say musician, in the sense that I do play instruments, I read music and and, and write, is very difficult sometimes when you, you listen to you, you listen to some music music and try to connect. But um, I was able to appease myself by saying that people write from where, um, from what they hear. Nobody writes for 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 for, for the demography. You don't go in the studio before knowing what demography is going to love is going to love your music if people if they do that then i, I don't I, I don't think um it's inspirational yes there's a lot of music that's that's not inspirational um i've been able to to grow to that place where i have the choice to to 
to choose who I can work, who I want to work with, with or who I don't, based on messaging, based on sound and 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 those things. But um, I, I think art generally it's, it's a form of freedom, and I, I look at musicians and I look at my, my myself and and others as painters, and I think we should not um restrict ourselves from painting on different canvases and also using different color paints. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, the the colors the colors don't match the 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 moods or the colors don't match the environment and and I, I I take it very very um seriously when I put something on a recording. We're having a the conversation with, with Fatima Altieri uh, that uh, I write and produce a lot of stuff with her, and I said I said to Fatima that I think I'll have um um would would we're of course joking. And I said, I'll have a longer relationship with you than anybody else in your family. She said, how? Oh. I said, we have music on recording that's going to be longer than even when, when we are gone. So, so, so um, um, as much as we can inspire, um, we should try try to do that. But it, it, it's, it's art. Everything that we're doing here right now and every good thing that we do is completely wrong to somebody somewhere in the world. So 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 um, uh, when I hear music that I like 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 drill music and trap music um, from UK drill from like ten years before drill music even came came to Chicago and and um, and and New York drill and all that stuff the the um, the music of the streets I I was not able to relate at all yeah I mean with with a lot of with a lot of songs from 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 from, from certain genres. I could not, I could not wrap my head around heavy metal. Why somebody would make a song that is screaming until I had to study the music and actually produce a heavy metal song. And so, so I look at music as art and some people just paint with some colors that we don't like. Some people paint with some colors that we admire that we'll get close out and like, oh no, this is that, this is just, <laughs> this is not music. This is, this is just really bright colors. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that's my answer. Um, it's always going to be here. We can't, we can't stop, stop the minds of the people. There will always people will write crazy things and um, people will make fun music that we like. And, um, no matter how open you are, you, you will still run into music that you, you find strange or, or, or you don't like. And so I just encourage, um, I encourage my brother to, um, to just step back and say, okay, this person speaks different than I do. And I would chose to listen or not to listen. And if it's possible, we encourage other people to understand the message that um, um, art is fiction in most cases. But when it's spoken too long, if you listen to it too long, it will actually influence you and you might end up trying the things that you hear in songs. And um, not a lot of people try stunts that they see in movies. You don't, you don't see anybody just running into traffic and trying to do a backflip on a car. So don't try to think that you're in, <laughs> in, in certain songs. If you it's find something that's, that's positive and inspirational, yeah. yes, you should go. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, in closing, you know, uh, I want you to just make sure you let us know where we can uh, watch and listen to your latest project uh, and also how we can stay connected with you. Um, the most recent project I have was a song, Friends, that just came, it just came out on, um, on Friday. Um, you just Google 
Freddie Mux as a spell. Freddie spelled one D and last name M U K S. Um I have my brother Miku, yeah, Grammy nominated singer and amazing writer himself from the Nigerian American and and my friend and my sister Victoria Kimani from Kenya on, on that song. It's a song about friends. Um when we were, um, we were writing Victoria um recorded the first verse and it was talking about fake friends and we wanted the second friend the second verse to to tell the story of how um all the different kinds of friends that we have that went from just friends to good friends good friends to best friends best friend become your bad friend then but right now you 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 are a fake friend but the good news is we're still friends so 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 um it's a fun song and uh, you could just Google name of Victoria or Miku and you'll find it on YouTube and everywhere. I am on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Facebook. Um, um, DJ Freddie Mox or, or Freddie Mox. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. I will be posting, uh, you know, a snippet of today's conversation. And in the post, we will be adding a link to that video so that you can also enjoy it. So, you know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, my handle is at Okelo Javan. And that's my handle across all social media platforms. So we will be sharing this uh, project later on today. One thing that I'm doing that is happening at the end of February, February 24th, is called Kijiji Night. This is one of the events I have produced the longest, uh, not longer than Madaraka Festival, but I love Kijiji Night because first of all, Kijiji is a Swahili word that means village. And uh, I have produced Kijiji Night for five years at Seattle Art Museum. Uh, we've hosted some of the most incredible artists for Kijiji Night, particularly uh, from Samini, uh, who is from Ghana, to uh, Jemere Morgan, who is from Jamaica. And we've held uh, panel discussions uh, during Kijiji Night. And this year, particularly, we are going to show uh, two documentaries that I was involved with producing. And we are going to have a very uh, diverse panel discussion. Uh, and we'll have Ghanaian food uh, provided by Chop Chop uh, West African cuisine here in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, get ready and join us at Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute, which is also another historic venue here in Seattle, and you don't want to miss that. Uh, now, my brother Freddie, I hope we can do this again, because I feel that we just scratched the surface in regards to, you know, the impact that you're having in the world, uh, you know, as a leader, uh, and also as an artist. So I just hope that whenever your schedule allows, uh, you know, use the. You, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But I want you to come back to the show whenever it's possible. But to our friends who are joining us on Clubhouse, thank you again so much. Without your support, this show cannot happen. And also to everyone on YouTube who tuned in, I see you all. I want you to remember to give this video a thumbs up and leave us with your comment. Let us know what you think about this conversation today with Freddie. Uh, this marks the end of our time together today. I can't wait to see you all tomorrow. Uh, Freddie, did, yes. I, did I ask you all the questions for now, or do you have any comment to wrap up the show completely? Uh, I, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on, first of all. And I, I am very proud of the work that you, you, you're doing in, in, in this space of, of keeping the African conversation alive and keeping 
the the the, the culture through poetry and 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 waking me up at six o'clock in the morning to, to, to be on you <laughs> yeah man yeah man it's funny you say that uh naomi achu when when uh i was you know with her in seattle she was calling me the african chief you know <laughs> and it's because of these proverbs you know for some reason uh in the across the diaspora people are beginning to really have a deep appreciation for these proverbs and oh, sometime yeah. you know i remove myself from them from being the person behind it and i just want to enjoy them because i started this because i love proverbs and i love the value of these proverbs to our culture so for someone like you to take the time and to support it you know it just means a lot so thank you thank you <laughs> okay thanks a lot everyone thank you freddy and uh take care of yourselves peace and love see you tomorrow blessings African father in America Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze Africa tujikaze tujikaze jikaze America Tujikaze tujikaze jikaze You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle Washington USA